Hey, it's Beth here, episode 389. Okay, this is like a really hard time of year for me um, because uh, our, our older son, this is when, this is like he died the day after um, Thanksgiving, uh, seven years ago. So it's always hard, always, always, always. But this year I'm finally thankful for something. First, I just have to talk about this turkey that we got. It was 21 pounds, frozen butterball. Okay, the guy started thawing. He lost four pounds of water weight. By the time it was over, he looked like a bony snowball that was melting. Anyway, I felt sorry for him. So I turned him over, get him ready to dress and be beautiful first close-up and he had a black and blue mark on his shoulder and on his neck that floppy ne neck skin there was like a, a big jagged hole like a bullet hole I actually think that guy that turkey tried to escape got beat up and shot I mean I've never seen a turkey with a black and blue mark and a hole through his neck so that was good for me because it kind of was silly and it took my mind off things. And then um, Matt came and I've got these two guys in my life. You know, you see Hallmark. We used to have Thanksgivings that were very uh, crowded. One time, 30 people. That wasn't family. It was usually family and it was usually around eight or nine. And it was perfect. And now we're down to us three survivors. And, you know, life changes. And Matt's not married yet. And it sometimes felt a little empty. This year it felt wonderful because they love me. I mean, after Brett died, Matt moved back to Austin. He was living in Dallas. He's been an amazing son. And Kit's amazing. And... Even though Norman Rockwell wouldn't, you know, Norman Rockwell wouldn't even consider painting our Thanksgiving. Especially with the 21 pound turkey and three people, it looks a little, I don't know. So, we had that huge meal. Two pies because I wanted to make Matt a pumpkin pie. So, okay, these are leftovers for a week, but it doesn't look good on paper. We look like the ugly Americans. So, there was that. Anyway, we're having a great time, and I'm really happy that two people love me. That's a lot. And anyway, halfway through the meal, Matt starts telling us about this friend he's got who works at the, his neighborhood convenience store. This great guy named Khan, a Pakistani guy with a wife and a baby, and they've never had any Thanksgiving food. So when the meal was over, packed up half of it and Matt took it to Khan and his family and that made me really happy but what made me super happy was all the wonderful times we'd had with Matt especially traveling I think camping can be the same way you get them off their phones away from everyone they know and you become this little unit of four or five whatever amount of people you are and we did that Oh my God, 
three or four, maybe five times. It's not like going on a cruise because it's not the same. You're just checking in with each other and having a great time. I mean, you become a complete unit, us against the world. And one time, Kit decided when the boys graduated from high school, he'd give them the trip of a lifetime, whatever trip they wanted. Well, Brad, it was surprising. He said, where do you want to go, Brad, anywhere in the world? And he said, I've always wanted to see the pyramids. They were like, what? Last thing I heard, he wanted to go to Mardi Gras because the girls lifted their tops. This was shocking. So we go, actually, we actually went on a barge down the Nile. When I think about it, I'm so grateful that we did it. And we were a, just a couple of people, 25 people were led in to see Queen Nefertari's tomb every day. The thing about tombs that, that is interesting to me is this one still had the original colors. They were painted. So that freeze thing, it actually looks three-dimensional. And her whole ceiling was stars, just like in a baby's nursery. And they really did look, the people looked like they were standing and then there was background. So I didn't know that, that was great. But for me, Brett had a moment on this trip that I just wanna tell you about because I just want to say his name, but it's also a great story. So we were at Luxor, and this was like 23 years ago, and we were driving on a donkey carts, and we went through the town of Luxor, and it was just like in Raiders of the Lost Ark. There was no electricity, there were no women, there, the butcher had like, entrails on the table it was I felt like I was in the 15th century so we asked our driver Sammy if I could see it again because I didn't believe what I was seeing Brett went off with these two divorcees that were on our little barge there was a group of 12 of us and these two girls from New York both around 32 and gorgeous one had been widowed and one had been divorced so they decided to go on this adventure. And I was getting pretty suspicious about them and Brett because he was always protecting them, always going with them like a bodyguard. Um, Matt had been complaining for the first three days of this trip about Brett's snoring. That had stopped. One of the girls and he, the widow, were getting pretty chummy. And I knew there was a problem the night that they had this masquerade party and Brett was dressed up and he had makeup on. But I didn't say anything. And I just thought, I didn't know what to think. But thank God I just let it go because I couldn't imagine what I was looking at. I just thought that they were buds. Matt told me later that they were buying him drinks because he was 18 and almost 18 or whatever. So. That was after the trip was over. I don't know what all happened and what horrified me 23 years ago. I'm hoping that he had a little romance if that's what he wanted, or I hope whatever it was, it was what he wanted. And I wasn't that way when I was younger. But the big thing that happened was, as I was going through Luxor again, Brett said, um, the girls want me to go and protect him when they go shopping, just like a bodyguard. I'm like, fine. 
bye. So he goes, we go on a second trip on the donkey cart through Luxor. We get back to the barge and the girls and Brett are not there. That is not good. And we wait and we wait and Sammy, our guide, who's this Coptic Christian who's as cool as a cuke, starts getting worried and I'm like, oh my God. He finally says, I'm gonna have to go back and find them. I'm like, wow, Brett doesn't do that. He did a million things, but he was always on the boat at the time. He was always on time. Whatever happened before he was on time, I never knew, but he was always on time. So I was scared. And especially since he was a bodyguard in a city that was all men. So didn't know what to think. Anyway, as Sammy's getting ready to leave and my heart is in my throat, we look down from the barge to the street coming to the water and there is cheering. Rambo, Rambo, Rambo. Huge group of people. And in the center of the group are Brett and the two girls. They, Sammy doesn't know what to do. He can't move. They cheer them. All this is money is flying around. Jewels are being thrown at the girls. We're like, what? is going on. It looked like a scene from a movie. So they get on the barge and Brett is a very quiet guy. The girls are like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. what happened was as they were going through the town and the girls were buying jewelry, this group of men put this little table in the center. There was a town center, the circle, just like, just exactly like in Raiders of the Lost Ark. So they put this little table in the center of the town and they come over to Brett and they grab him and they point to this big guy, big muscular guy, and their and money's starting to go around and they tell him in sign language, would you consider having a uh, wrist fight? A you know, you've got your elbow on the table and you you, you know, what do they call it? A wrist fight, a, not a fist fight, a, you know, a, that is, I don't know what they call it in Egypt, but you've got two hands, one's going one way and one go, one's going the other end, they're on this table, and it goes back and forth till somebody wins. Somebody gets the other guy down on the other side, right? So, Brett says, okay. Because the girls are like, Brett, you have to do it, you have to do it. So Brett puts his elbow on this table with this other guy and they start having this fight, this arm wrestling on the table and the table starts creaking like it's, and Brett goes, oh well maybe we should stop because he doesn't want to break the table well that guy took advantage of the situation and started bending Brett's arm back well Brett just wouldn't have it and he took that guy's arm and he lowered it on the table and the table broke and the crowd went crazy and they were screaming Rambo Rambo and all this money was flying around and the girls were throwing jewelry and that's what happened as they come back on the barge and Brett is just sitting there I mean he was he couldn't believe it I mean and he said you know let's just let's just keep it let's not tell anybody about this because he was shy like humble the girls were like crazed 
But he had this moment where he was Rambo and Luxor. And I'm just so grateful that, and there were probably a lot of other moments that he never told his mother, but those girls told me about it. And I just wanted him, I just, it gives me comfort to think wonderful things happened while he was here. And he had wonderful moments. And that one I could tell from looking at his face, just hiding that little grin, keeping it in, that it meant something to him. It had to. That's, that's wild. That's a wild moment for anybody to have. And he had it. It was his. We were all just, and we never told him anybody because he didn't want to. He just wanted to keep it at Luxor. And we did, but I just want to tell you now, I mean, it's what happened. And I'm so grateful for all the times that we got away and it was just us four chickens. And I just think if you have children or grandchildren, just get them away from their cell phones. Take them on an adventure, go anywhere. But just make sure you're talking to each other because there's no nothing else to do. And that's what happened on the barge. We were a unit. It was wonderful. It was like when they were two and four years old and we'd go to McDonald's and it was just all there was in the whole wide world. Well, when we were in Egypt, all there was in the whole wide world was us four chickens. And he was the top chicken. So, I just wanted to say his name, really. They say it helps, and to be honest, I think it does. So, I'm very, very, very thankful. And I'm not going to think about the sad things as much as I do, and I'm going to try to think about those moments that he had. And I'm sure he had many more that he just never wanted me to know. But I know this one, and I saw this one, and I saw his face. And it was a home run. So, I hope you're having a wonderful weekend. Just hug everybody that you got. Tell them you love them. I think I ever did it with Matt. I think I hugged him a little too hard, a little too often, but I just couldn't help it. So if that's the worst thing I did yesterday, I'm okay. And you know, my little Tom turkey, that was crazy. Black and blue mark. What are they doing at Butterball? Anyway, stay sane and I'll be back.